five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we're going to be talking about TikTok today. So let's get over to it because we got a lot to cover. Okay. Attention. The design of TikTok is so aggressively frictionless that they even remove this very first decision point. By TikTok launching you straight into a video that they're pretty sure you're going to like, you immediately become rewarded for opening the app. And this leads to a positive reinforcement that makes you more likely to do it more and more in the future. You can think of it a bit like a rat in a Skinner box. Push the lever and get the food. Open the TikTok app and get a rewarding video almost immediately. So that leads us on to step two. And just like Tinder from last week, we need to figure out what makes TikTok rewarding? And honestly, when it comes to TikTok, it's pretty obvious. Videos that are funny, that teach you something new, or maybe they just have hot people in them, they're all rewarding experiences, and they're all going to be releasing that rewarding hormone dopamine to variable amounts. Now, sometimes you'll watch a video and you'll get a big dopamine response. Sometimes you'll watch a video and it's kind of interesting, that's a small dopamine response. And sometimes you'll get a video that the algorithm is just testing out to see if it's any good. And if it's not, then that's an unrewarding experience. Okay, so, and Pete goes on to explain that a sometimes rewarding experience is actually more reinforcing than a, an, an attempt to be always rewarding, okay? So some, so there's some thrill in swiping away a video and, and wondering whether you'll get a better one or a worse one, okay? Does that make sense? It's like playing a slot machine. It's like flipping the handle, and he's got, you know, that's about a seven or six-minute video. I'll put the link to the video uh, in there, and that explains why TikTok is so addicting to the users, okay? My daughter, the style consultant, said that TikTok figures out the videos she'd really like to see better than anybody else, and that's why she liked Now she got off of it. And so that brings us to our, our next story, and we're going to loop back to TikTok in a minute. Okay, let's see. Dumb phones. Here it is. Dumb phones are on the rise in the U.S. as Gen Z looks to limit screen time. And I actually watched a video of, of a guy, you know, trying to use his his dumb phone. We call it dumb phone. They call them feature phones, I think now, or something like that. And uh, he he had to set up a date, in person date, with a with a with a a woman that he had never met or talked to. They'd only texted for about a month. And he he actually had to talk to her on the phone because it was a T9 setup, you know, which is like a telephone. Let's see. Is that a good example? Sure, you betcha. Down here, see at the bottom, this down here, this is called a T9 because it's got basically nine a, a box of nine digits and then a, uh, a zero tagged on and you can you know you can get every letter out of that but it's not easy right <laughs> it's not easy texting is not easy although my niece Jacqueline used to be able to text on her on her dumb phone in her pocket without looking at it <laughs> sorry Vinny you're good I was right on time too <laughs> so you're late so anyway Dumb phones are on the rise. They, the sales have gone up about 5%, and uh, certain Gen Zs are trying to limit uh, their screen time. They're trying to get off the screens. They don't know what's going on with mental health, but they're trying to make cut, or they, 
yeah, they don't know what's going on. They're trying to make cutbacks, like my like my daughter. Although she still has a smartphone, she just deleted the the TikTok app and some other apps. Uh, Facebook, she got off of too. Okay, um, so it's Joe Hollier says who's who's uh, the co-founder of of Light Phones, I guess said it's about consciously choosing how and when to use which aspects of technology that add to my quality of life. Now, Joe, in the beginning of his video, he said, you get on to TikTok and you look up and three hours of your life is gone and you haven't accomplished anything. <laughs> I have had TikTok and, and the reason I did was so I could inform you about the magic of its algorithm and and why this is important to direct mail. You're going to get it here first, folks. Uh, I've I've done this talk. I did it a couple of years ago, 2020. This uh, article first came out. We'll go over here now. The secret sauce behind TikTok's recommendation algorithm. And this is from Trung Fan. And I really like his stuff. And I follow him on Twitter. And uh, I don't know if he follows me back or not. But anyway... Trung, you should. And he was citing an article by Eugene Wee, uh, who was a product exec at Amazon and Oculus. And this is back in September 2020. Right in the midst of the lockdowns and everything. Okay, and, and everybody thinks that TikTok is good at recommending videos because... It's got a super powerful algorithm. And that's what everybody thinks about machine learning. Machine learning is all about the algorithm. It's all about the technique. It's all about whether you use neural net technology or you use regression or you use chi-squared or what. And that's not true. And uh, as Joe mentioned in the video, TikTok comes at you with a, an immediate video. And loads others in the background. I learned that the hard way because I was I was visiting Minnesota after Christmas, and all of a sudden two two gig of my data of my four gig. I don't use much data on a phone because I don't like watching videos on a phone this big. If you don't watch videos and you're not driving around, then you don't use much video much data. But I used up half my data, more than half. And I looked up what did it, and it was TikTok. And it was running in the background, loading things, even though I wasn't watching it. And so it can burn up a lot of data. So if, you, if you're wanting to cut back in these days of inflation, you might want to check your TikTok background. <laughs> Tell it not to be loading when you're not looking at it, okay? So anyway, if you look at a typical feed, a Twitter feed, you can't, you, you're getting multiple tweets at once on the screen. Twitter doesn't know which one you like, right? Now, you may hit like, but that may be because it's talking about something you don't like, but it's talking about it in a way that you like. They don't know what you like. <laughs> and as I've told you before in machine learning, it's often easier to decide what you don't like than what you do like. And if you have a really clear sense of what someone doesn't like, then you can start from there. As I've said, not every, you know... As, Back in the 90s, when the internet came on, it was everything is going to be tailored to your tastes, not, right? And every time I open ESP,